Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, my name is Oasis Barker and Alex, and we elected to continue the Twilight Saga. About fucking time. New Moon. Uh, boy, what a picture. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot for these movies. Yeah. Well, What's up, Loka? <laughs> Come round, pale faces. Let's enjoy this latest major motion picture that made $700 million. I haven't seen this many CGI wolf attacks since every other Hollywood wolf movie. <laughs> Yeah, where does this rank in the pantheon of uh, attractive brunettes being attacked by wolf people movies? <laughs> We've got at least 20 of them under our belt at this point. Yeah, Are we going to do a wolf month? We, we well, just we started it, buddy. So we have to... <laughs> Is there a wolf in Morbius? I don't know. We'll have to, oh god, that's next week. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. Fuck. Sorry, it looks oh, like we're pushing shit. back your new thing, huh? Uh, yeah. No, I think it's two weeks, actually. But Well, we'll see. Yeah, either, either way. Uh, before we get into that, Parker, do we have any news in the world of film? I mean, is it a little bit ominous that, uh, just another studio that's been around for, what, 300,000 years got bought out? Rest in piss to MGM, who's now owned by Amazon. So, uh... Yeah, that's fine, though. I mean, Amazon has the good, the good stuff. We'll get to that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's somehow even more ominous. <laughs> I've spent like three years being like, okay, yeah, all theaters just become like Disney machines or whatever, jerk-off motion. But every year it's like, huh, well, there's another one off the board. There goes another one. It's starting to feel a little ominous. Probably not great for film as a whole, but uh, fuck it, man. What can you do? Just yeah, my What's problem? the worst that could possibly happen? I don't know. Consider <sighs> I making do love more money. to consume... <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wish that instead of doing this they would do the restaurant wars from Demolition Man I want every restaurant to be Taco Bell give it time man it, it already is for me it's pretty easy <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a personal choice it's a good point <laughs> Yeah. alright uh, I guess we can get into our jerks of the week I guess I can let you guys go first oh fuck I can't believe you've done this I mean once again cancel culture comes from one of our legends. You're going to tell me mm. just because Arnold Schwarzenegger's dad was a Nazi general that all of a sudden he's a bad guy? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> Can no one ever recoup from the sins of their past? That's the question I'm posing here. Well, I'm uh, brave yeah. for asking this. I'm sorry. <laughs> as, as somebody with, uh, with co-jerks of the week this week, I, I hope that they can recoup from their pasts because uh obviously one of my two jerks of the week is me for making josh play the fable games uh the other jerk of the week is uh hey you guys you guys ever get a message from your significant other it says something along the lines of uh hey i just heard about this podcast that i think you'll really like 
And then it's just a link to Cumtown. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, how, how does, does it I know feel? in my bones? How does it fucking it feel? Had to be Cumtown. <laughs> There's nothing else it could be. <laughs> hey, I... uh, we've been together intimately for years. I think you'd really dig Cumtown. <laughs> yeah. I... So it's pronounced Chapo Trap House. Uh, if that ever happens, we're gonna have to have a serious talk. But I don't yeah. think we'll ever get there. <laughs> but also, I mean, you know. Guilty. So, (laughs) how hard can I really be on the little lady? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) But just like seeing that message and feeling it in my bones, knowing what link was coming. Like, (laughs) just send it. Just send Come Town. Just send it. Did you ask her, like, hey, where'd you learn about this? I believe my response was just, oh, God, not you too. I was going to say, it's wow, fine. I guess she's also a cum boy, but I regretted the thought immediately, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for my jerk of the week, I, I just, I don't know, I, I had one of those days. <laughs> so things start off great, uh, you know, I get dumped by my girlfriend, that's fantastic. Then I'm like, well, you know, you gotta start off the day right, right? So let's have some fucking milk with our cereal. Oh, that's weird. My milk is supposed to expire March 24th. We're recording this before that. And it is the sourest fucking milk I've ever tasted. I had an entire swig, so... The rest of that day is spent on the toilet, just trying to shit that up. That's fucking fantastic. Then my brother and his fiance called me, and uh, they're having a wonderful, great time. Going to Home Depot, buying refrigerators, doing all the great stuff that couples do. My brother lays the most disgusting, rancid fucking fart with his fiance in the car. He's like, yeah, my he's man. getting married, by the way, Chris. You know, this, <laughs> that guy. Think about how much he's going to eat, though. <laughs> Probably a lot. With a, with a refrigerator, so. Oh, yeah, then I went to go to the movies. I'm like, hey, I can't get my mind off stuff. I gotta go watch a fucking movie. The guy next to me smelled like barbecue sauce the whole time. He, now, that's not the problem. I actually love barbecue sauce, so I... He stopped smelling like it, like, 20 minutes in, so... Ruined my night. Oh, sorry. I'll slide And then I played time. Bloodborne, and that was the actual worst part of my day. <laughs> hey, uh, just, uh, look at it this way, SpongeBob. You can get back to the all-you-can-fuck buffet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, things are going great over here. All right, let's get this over with. Uh, movies we watched this week. Uh... <laughs> Well, the good news is I watched. <laughs> the good news is I watched some really great movies. Um, the Exorcism of Emily Rose is two hours. Parker, what? Uh, <laughs> That's a gotta be on the list, right? <laughs> great way to start things off here. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, by the way, it's not like a true horror movie. It's more of a thriller. It's a courtroom <laughs> legal drama. It sure is. Yeah, but like, it's on the list, right? It, of course, yeah. Okay, so, I'm just making yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, as if you didn't know, yeah. I will say this, I kind of prefer that, because horror's not a very good genre for almost any movie. So I was like, okay, let's do some courtroom stuff, you know? I'm not expect- I'm not exactly expecting it's going to be a few, go- a few good men, but, like, hey, maybe it'll be something I can sink my teeth into. And it almost gets there. There's almost something interesting where they're doing, like, maybe it happened like this, maybe it didn't happen like this. I think the biggest problem with the movie is that there's a little too much background music. Every single time the score kicks in to tell you, you should be scared now, it's a huge fucking problem. And you compare this with the original Exorcist, where you didn't play that music when scary stuff was happening, cause it, and that made it feel more realistic. I'm like, damn it, this movie is so close to getting it. 
but uh, they just have to have the scary music in the background. It, it just doesn't work, which is a My shame immersion. because... Uh, I thought all the demons were real. <laughs> well, I mean... As a Catholic, I have to yeah, believe it. I, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, The Exorcism of Emily Rose is very close to being a real movie. Uh, next we go on to the, the remake of The Hills Have Eyes, also on the list. <laughs> why? Uh, what the fuck Not is to you, why is it on the <laughs> Who added this? Uh, well, The Hills of Eyes is directed by Alexandra Aha, who uh, is also the... He's a very well-known director. He did Irreversible. Oh, good. Wait, no, he didn't. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. Wait, who would, what did he do with the other one? What was it? What did he do? No, he did something, all this. but it wasn't Irreversible, Jesus. I'm just going to Oh, no, the oh, no, this. he didn't. No, pardon me. He didn't do Irreversible. He did High Tension. One's just a movie my with the dumb God, twist. Was... One is one of the most unpleasant things I've ever seen in my life. My tension's pretty fucking unpleasant, too. Anyway, also, so is Hills Have Eyes. Got him. Yeah, also, that, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah, all right. Let's try that again. Alexander Aha, who also did High Tension, a You're movie not that's not that. very Fuck good. You. <laughs> Cut Let's reset, that too. guys. Um... Anyway... Yeah, leave it. <laughs> All right, in three, two. No, uh, the hills have eyes. The I didn't really like the original, but I could understand where it was coming from a little bit more than I could understand uh, Last House on the Left. I was like, oh, I I get what he's doing in this one. It's basically the same feeling I have about this remake. Uh, I don't mind this just being a rehash because it's a little bit more. It's it's kind of like what if we put this into the context of today, which they do a pretty good job of. Uh, it's significantly more gruesome and graphic and violent and gory and everything, and I understand who this movie is made for. It's obviously not me, uh, but it was a certain subset of 2006 audiences who were just like, yeah, you want to get a really fucking extreme R-rated horror movie? Go to this fucking thing. It's a lot like a fucking, uh, like a haunted house attraction, you know? You go into one of those, that's the Hills Have Eyes. It's definitely not for me, but like... I kind of have to respect it because what it's trying to do, it does so well. Just because what it's trying to do isn't for me, that's like, fine, whatever. So I'll give it a little bit of credit for that. Parker, uh, do you not like the Hills Have Eyes remake? I mean, it's fine, but it's not in my top 1,000 in the history of horror <laughs> films. It's not a movie I really uh, think about ever. Also, I don't like the original that much either. Yeah, the, the original is really not very good, but I again, I understand it from like a creative sort of standpoint. Speaking know. of creative standpoints, I just had an absolute lightning bolt in my brain go off as you talked about that. Okay. All right, you guys ready for this one? Yeah. Cancel culture haunted, haunted house, where all of the people in the in the uh, the attractions just say slurs and you have to act shocked. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Who says no to this? I, th I thought you were going to do it like the other way around, like everyone in the uh, in the haunted house has blue hair. <laughs> no, they just hiring? go into a new room, and it's just a racial stereotype, like saying whatever slur that you expect it to be, and you're just like, oh my god, I can't believe there are Indians here. What's up, Snowflake? You ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know okay. people would go to this, though. I, w I mean, yeah. I'm willing to... <laughs> Star in fun. Look, look. I'm just. I'm, I'm looking yeah. for in the interest of you know making money here. You know, we oh, need. Uh, okay. We need money to get advertisers for the show, right? That's you're so, the you're the final boss of the haunted house. You're the capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, next one I watched is uh, one that I believe Parker you quite like the premise of this movie. It's called Thirty Days of Night. Oh god, such a good premise. 
Yeah, this takes place in Alaska, and it takes place in that one remote part of it where uh, they they have, like, night for an entire month or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Alaska. Yeah, I guess it's just, like, I think it's, like, a certain part of Alaska, but it's, like, really remote, and there's, like, no Buddy, I watched Insomniac. I know how this works. I did not, so I don't. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, people really like this movie. I put it on, and I thought it was, like, just okay. It just kind of seems like a lot of other horror movies, but with a really, really, really good premise. So, it didn't do, like, a whole lot for me, but it was like, well, that was better than the Hills Have Eyes remake. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's my new standard for that's movies. That's the bar. Okay. How have you yeah. gotten at this point in your life? <laughs> Can you imagine telling me, like, five years ago, yeah, you're gonna say a sentence like that. <laughs> your first word is like, there's a remake? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Chris, You'll we see. just talked for like 10 minutes about how you don't have time to play Bloodborne because it's so tedious and stupid, and yet you're watching yeah. a thousand horror movies <laughs> that some random fucking guy picked out for you. I can of watch which those in the background while like I'm working. 20 of the 600 yeah. you've watched. <laughs> uh, well, let's think move if you on. were me and you were a stupid little piggy. You yeah. do not enjoy most of this process. Well, I get to talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, you know good. what? They were right. You should play friends. Bloodborne. Fuck you. Hey, no, that's a little bit... St- let's not say things we can't take back. We're all friends with this podcast I know what I said. <laughs> so, let's move on to uh, Smash Brothers, which I said that I would get to. Oh, no. I w- What's your guys' favorite Stanley Kubrick movie? <sighs> this feels like a trap. I, uh... I mean, you know the answer, but also this feels like a trap. <laughs> This is entrapment. Well, I would assume it's not the movie Lolita. Oh, now, God damn it. <laughs> Do you have condom? Must go <laughs> <laughs> so the thing, So the thing about Lolita, like, I, I like Kubrick. I think Kubrick's a really good fucking director. I, I love most of his movies, but I realized that there's a big old fat one just sitting there that I hadn't watched. I was like, well... Let's watch Lolita. And to be fair, the uh, the poster for the movie does have a great tagline. It's, How did they ever make a movie out of Lolita? I'm like, well, I guess I will find out. I so have like a question I told Parker for the audience. You <laughs> yes. said you have this big gap, and you know you haven't watched this movie. How many other Kubrick movies have you not watched? Uh, hold up. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me. If this was it. Actually, like, wait, actually, I actually think this is the last one I didn't. Okay, because yeah, everyone would be like, "Yeah, hey, I haven't seen this one." And you're like. Bro, you haven't seen six of them. Why'd you jump to this one? <laughs> yeah. also, the people needed to know. I think there was like some the black audience. and white from like the 50s or something. Yeah, what? A message for the audience. More specifically, one audience member. Stanley Pubrick. Continue. <laughs> <Got him. laughs> Alright, yeah. That'll get that'll get me back for the fucking Smash Brothers comment. Uh, yeah, Lolita. Now, Parker, as I told you last week about the hit movie Lolita, uh, it's... Two and a half hours long. What the Pass. fuck? That's it's illegal. it's in black and white. Oh my god, you're on a list now, dude. Is it worth it? And the main character's name is Humbert Humbert. Yeah, all this talk about lists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let me tell you the plot of Lolita. Pass. He. Oh, I guess I really shouldn't say this. <laughs> I on don't want to be involved. <laughs> Actually, so there is something kind of interesting to talk about with Lolita in, in that it's there were a lot of changes from the original book by Vladimir Nabokov. Uh, now again, the movie Figures. came out in nineteen. Yeah. So, <laughs> now the movie oh, came you out. Can't read that book yeah. anymore, Chris. That's uh, uh well, that's basically yeah. a war crime. I guess. Uh, now 
the movie came out in 1962. That means that the Hayes Code was still in place. So you're like, well, how could they? How could you do that when the Hayes Code is in place? Like, it's about pedophilia. Well, they had a different definition of pedophilia back in 1962. Oh, don't worry, him and the child <laughs> sleep in separate beds, so it's okay. Thanks. First of all, debatable. All right, so oh, in the book. Uh, in the book, Lolita is 12 years old. Right off the bat, you're like, maybe I shouldn't watch this. And apparently when they were making the movie, the way it's described to me in the IMDb trivia section is the Hayes Code would not allow anything close to an implication of pedophilia. Which oh right God, off the bat, I hear... a little person? That, that, my first thought here was just like, how do you how do you make this movie? <laughs> no, they did not use Gary Oldman as the <laughs> Gary Grant just walking the little suspenders on his knees. Oh, hello. <laughs> He's just licking a lollipop the whole time. He's got the hard sunglasses on. Yeah. <laughs> how do you do, fellow adults? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, so uh, I'm sorry. So what they did in order to uh, dispel the notions of pedophilia was to increase her age from 12 to 14. Oh boy, I thought you were going to say 16. But let me tell you something: doesn't make things any easier to watch. So I don't remember who played the main character of Humbert Humbert, uh, but. He is right off the bat, like, I don't mean, like, quote, trailer park boys here, but, like, the greasiest guy you have ever seen in your life. Like, he comes over, first of all, he's British, so, right, you know something's wrong there, yeah. Well, I mean, I've always said get away with the 14 thing. (laughs) See, that's the thing, is, like, it's always the person you most suspect is the British guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, he's he's a writer or something like that, he comes over to live in, I guess, New Hampshire, and uh, he, he stays at a boarding house, and uh, the the woman there is played, I believe, by Shelley Winters. Parker, wasn't she in one of your uh, horror movies or something? She was a uh, Jason Voorhees' mom or something. Sure, sure, I don't. I think that I'm I think not that getting broken into this Lolita conversation. This isn't yeah. that kind yeah. of podcast, Chris. We yeah. don't know these things. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I wouldn't expect in Parker one ear, out the other. Shake the etch sketch yeah. at night. None of it's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shake that etch sketch. <laughs> so she goes in there, and like Shelly Winters is like hitting on him, like, "Oh, it'd be great if you were to pork me." And he's like, "And then he goes out, and Lolita is in the back." Sound like Stewie Griffin. That wasn't Stewie Griffin. Come on. Uh, I say, Parker, don't you think that sounded like me? Chris, what does Stewie Griffin sound like? I don't know. Not going to do his voice. Okay, so he goes to the backyard and Lolita is there. And she's wearing a bathing suit. (laughs) And right off the bat, I will say that this movie is like distinctly uncomfortable because it's it's sort of seen from like his perspective. So it's kind of like the rear window sort of thing where you get the like the voyeuristic sort of nature of it. And uh, it doesn't make you feel good, I'll tell you that. The reason I'm describing the plot here is because you're like, oh yeah, and he fucks the 14-year-old, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 there are things that happen along the way that are really important. So he very clearly would like to fuck this 14-year-old. I, if anyone's listening to this, I'm not, you know. Anyway, I feel kind of weird talking about this. Uh, he yeah. really, really wants feels to make... kind of weird listening make, to it, buddy. <laughs> he, yeah, he really wants to make love to this 14-year-old. Thank you. Thank you. Like well, by Sue respectful. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, it's like 
I don't, I don't really know how to describe the way that she she kind of feels like whatever about it. We'll say congratulations to Sue Lyon for doing a really good portrayal of a teenager because Parker and I have watched enough Mystery Science Theater 2000 movies to know that teenagers back then were often portrayed as saying daddy-o a lot. And uh, she doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, she just, we do be yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of, she talks like a real person and you're like, well, that's, that's kind of good. But she talks like a real teenager and that makes it like a little bit creepier. Anyway... He wants to get with her, and she can't, and Shelley Winters decides, oh, I'm going to send her way to camp, which is, I Uh-oh. guess, what people did back then. In the intervening times, he gets married to Shelley Winters, and you can tell it's like, oh, that, that'll be a way that he can get closer to Lolita. And like, oh, what's he going to do now? Before she comes back from camp, he fantasizes about killing Shelley Winters. He's like, what if I just killed her? You know, I could say it was an accident and that I could adopt Lolita and that I could have sex with her. You're like, God, this guy fucking sucks. And uh, then she discovers his like handwritten diary where he talks about how much he wants to sleep with her 14 year old daughter. And uh, she gets really sad. She runs out into the rain and gets hit by a truck and dies. And, you know, you can just keep those thoughts up top. You don't have to put pen to paper on that one. Correct. Yeah. And I'm just watching this movie like, what the fuck? fuck is this so he's like well uh i guess i have to actually pick up lolita now and tell her her mom died then he drives up to camp and he picks her up he's like what if i didn't tell her that her mom was dead uh she does know that he married her mom okay keep that in the back of your head she knows that right and uh he's like oh your mom is uh sick we're going to go visit her up in uh elder falls (laughs) oh just like the queen (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they stay in a motel, and it's pretty clear that they have sex. Like it fades to black before they even get close, but it's like you, you know what's going on there, and you're just like, oh my god! And she knew, oh my god, what the fuck? Anyway, they're driving back, and she's like, hey, how come I can't call my mom? Hey, hey, Humbert, 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 Humbert. How come I can't call my mom? And he's like, your mom is not technically alive right now and uh she cries about that for a bit then she's just like well okay i guess i'll just have sex with you for the rest of your life and from there it does one of those things where um he gets really paranoid that someone's going to discover a secret that he's dating a child and uh he gets really overprotective about her and uh so he moves to italy yeah. and adopts her <laughs> great yeah Love uh, it. No, actually, Peter Sellers is the one who uh, ruins everything. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. Him. Yeah, that is Lolita, <laughs> which apparently was remade uh, 25 years later, in case you would like to see the 1997 version. I've already seen Leon the Professional, <laughs> thanks, so. Got him. Oh, uh, come on. Yeah. I've spent this entire well, time oh, vibrating in my seat. jokes, he fights with me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if, endlessly oh vibrating. Yes. Think about Humphrey Bogart doing all those Shirley Temple commercials from the night. Humbert, Humbert. Humbert. Yeah, so Humbert. in case you guys would like to complete nope. the Stanley Kubrick filmography, I would say there are other things you can do. Yeah, that's like fine. I've got way more. Like, like, like watch all the movies on the list, yeah. Yeah, would you rather watch 1,000 horror movies or would you rather watch Lolita? Lolita, 1,000%. Yeah. That's so So, many less hours. Also that, yeah. So here's the thing, Lolita is actually like a pretty decent movie. It's like, it is a pretty good drama thriller sort of thing. You're like, and you do hate the main character enough that you kind of want to see bad things happen to him. And the acting is actually really good. 
But there's this one thing that kind of gets in the way of it being like an all-time Chris favorite. <laughs> so yeah, just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one Chris. really big one. <laughs> Chris, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious about this. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about American Beauty? I don't think we've ever had this conversation. Oh, uh, American Beauty is one of the first movies that I watched when I was really getting into movies because it was in the IMDb Top 250. And I remember watching it and realizing I can't really identify with this because I'm not old yet. Yeah. But uh, there, there are a couple moments where I was like, well, that's that's kind of an interesting thought to communicate on film. But it also, I think American Beauty was one of those movies where it's really love it or really hate it. And I was kind of in the middle. I don't think I had watched enough movies at that point to really judge it entirely. I will say that seeing the girl from Hocus Pocus and, for Parker, Dungeons and Dragons uh, in the <laughs> nude, <laughs> I will say that that was uh, a little bit strange. Uh, but, like, I I don't know. I didn't really feel, like, super strong about it. But by the end, when, the, like, the, the, the guy is revealed to be gay and everything, I was like, oh, I don't know. It's like, I thought it was trying to make a commentary on suburban America that just wasn't really landing with me. So, why, why do you ask? Um, we'll get to that, because there's something oh. I actually am going to bring up in my segment yeah. that I am going... Nah, we'll talk about it. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really it's have... Just, it was, it was on the brain, it. and, like, yeah. when... Like, that's I feel, fair, yeah. I feel like the public perception of that movie is similar to the public perception of Lolita. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I mean, the way that things have evolved over time, but, uh... I digress. Move on. Yeah. Uh, before I move on from Lolita, I would like to say, um... <laughs> I would like to read off one of the uh, top reviews on Letterboxd. Oh, for you God, guys, okay. So, this is by a person who is named Maria, who gave it four stars and has had 1,693 people like this review. Me, on a date. So what do you think about Humbert Humbert? Date. His actions were completely justifiable. Lolita was asking for it. Me, shoving breadsticks into my purse. I'm sorry, I have to leave right now immediately. All right, the next movie that I watched was... Sometimes. <laughs> uh, Chris, I, I have to issue a small correction. 1,694. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Parker, I you dog! You, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Parker respects you a lot. Yeah, a lot more. Tiger. Yeah. All right, well, I decided, uh, you know what? I don't really want to watch movies like that anymore. Instead, I'll watch a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while that I hope will be good and turned out to be really good. So finally, something goes right for old Chris. I watched Paprika. It was the last movie directed by Satoshi Kon, who's everything he's ever done I really liked. Paprika is known by a lot of people as the anime version of Inception because you can go into dreams. That's all that Inception was to some people. I don't know. Uh, I happen to love Paprika a lot. As far as like Satoshi Kon's aesthetic goes, it is the most representative. This looks like the movie that he was born to direct. And yet, it might be my least favorite of everything he's ever done. And if that's like his least best work, then like he's perhaps the greatest director of all time because everything he did was a fucking banger. And Paprika is really, really good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I ended up uh, buying this on Blu-ray or something like that because it was so much fun to watch. The soundtrack is incredible. The visuals are just stunning. One of the things that Satoshi Kon is really good at is uh, wordplay nonsense, just making up things that shouldn't go together. Josh does this as well. Uh, and <laughs> he uses he it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, like, Paprika happens to use it in a way that 
uh, furthers the storyline. You saw the same thing in Paranoia Agent. Uh, Paprika, the story is a little bit more coherent than the one in Paranoia Agent. Unfortunately, that's not really a compliment because the story of Paranoia Agent is a little hard to, uh, to grok. The one in Paprika is fun, though. I like the characters. They're all very well-developed. He does this better than pretty much any other anime director ever. It's just make these well-developed, likable characters that you can try to, uh, you know, you can learn all about them just by seeing them for the first time. Uh, it makes me think. It makes me feel. It does a lot of things that are very interesting. I don't even know that I could describe the plot in words besides they go into dreams. But uh, there are still some things I, I'm not quite sure I had a handle on, but I do highly recommend Paprika. It is uh, very, very well done. It's not quite as good as... I don't think it's quite as good as, for example, Millennium Actress. I don't think it's quite as good as uh, Perfect Blue. And certainly nowhere near as good as Tokyo Godfathers, which is, I don't know, maybe the best uh, anime movie I've ever seen. Uh, besides, I guess, your name. But Paprika is very, very good. I'm very happy that I watched it. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, the guy who smelled like barbecue sauce, that's because I went to a theater. I had, by the way, yesterday, three different classic movies playing at three different theaters. I had to choose one. It was either Evil Dead 2 at the Alamo, which I decided not to go to because I've already seen it on a big screen. Uh, the Godfather at the Bowtie Wrestling, which I've already seen on uh, the big screen. And Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. Never seen that in a theater. So I was like, okay, I'll go there. I was the last one to buy a ticket. I was the last one to get a seat there. Everyone else there was 40 years older than me. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, As it turns be out, a barbecue yeah. room. I hate to break yeah. it to you. Yeah, yeah. you should have known. I mean, what do you want me well, to say? Well, to be fair, I like barbecue, so. Uh, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan absolutely holds up. What a wonderful treasure of a movie. I fucking love it so much. Uh, Parker, did I ever make you watch it, or did I just make you watch you a couple did. episodes of the original? Yeah, and I think I you will at it. some point go back and watch all of 1 through 6. Uh, uh, mm, mm, I mm, no, skip, skip one and skip five. You, know, <laughs> you don't want to watch those. I don't those. know who the fuck you think you're talking to. <laughs> Dude, if you're able to make it through, I want to issue a physical challenge here. Parker, you what? get seven Dragon Balls if you can do this. What? If you can watch okay. Star Trek The Motion Congress. Picture, Star Trek The Motion Picture, with on, on your TV, with your laptop, parenthesis S, shut, your Xbox off, and your phone completely turned off for the entire duration of the movie, Seven Dragon Balls. I, I don't think No that. way. I, there's no way. <laughs> there is impossible. I've heard, there, nothing I've heard about that movie in my entire life has told me that I... I can't do that with movies I like, because, you know... Yeah. Undiagnosed, baby, let's fucking go. Yeah. That's the thing about, like, Five. Five is so fucking terrible that people are just like, well, I, at least that movie is horrible enough to leave an impression of the first Star Trek movie. So fucking boring. There's nothing to say about it. Yeah, I, I would just recommend watching Star Trek II Wrath of Khan instead. Uh, the music's great. The action's great. The, the writing is spectacular. Here's something that Star Trek II Wrath of Khan does so much better than any other classic science fiction, like, book or story or, or TV show or, or movie that I've ever seen is... Using likable characters. So many of these sci-fi movies, they don't have likable characters in any regard. There's these awful people that you don't want to see succeed. These are people, even if I hadn't watched this show, you know? Even if I hadn't seen the show that this was a sequel to, Space Seed. Even if that was the case, I would still like the characters in this movie. They're that interesting. Uh, Kirstie Alley, by the way, fantastic in this. So, uh, I highly, highly recommend this one. It's, uh... I, I really feel like movies like The Wrath of Khan should be more important to Americana than Star Wars, but Star Wars made more money, so what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, I'll turn it over to Alex. Alex, what you watch? Please be some assignments. 
Uh, next week, buddy. I got some other things to talk about. Um, okay, so first things first. A lot of below deck on in this house this week. Oh Parker, my god, you, you too? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> you just started it. It's... Yeah. Like, it's pretty good, honestly. The fact it that is... every episode's a different charter is... It's a good yeah. gimmick. It's it pretty works. good. <laughs> and especially the earlier seasons where, like, they can actually go out and get fucked up in between charters. Like, it's... Oh, yeah. That's real good. They do the whole thing. You see, like, oh, they fucked this up, they fucked this up. All right, here's your tips. And they just all go and get blackout afterwards. <laughs> it's, it's, so really good, good. it's a really good uh, template for a reality show, I guess. I've been on I've been on Below Deck, like, off and on for, like, four years now. So, uh, the fact that it's now taken over my TV, very okay with it compared to a lot of the other trash that I watch that uh, doesn't oh. get talked about on this show. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you <laughs> you know. You already below- know. <laughs> Below Deck is, like, very close to the King of Trash Mountain. Let's just be clear on that for everybody. Um, One other, like, you know, sort of... Excuse me. Like, like... (coughs) Ah, pardon me. Um, One other, like, non-film thing to talk about before that. Uh, Chris, I'm directing this conversation mostly at you, because this is in your future, and this is something that I will happily purchase for you, because I think you'll really appreciate it. Um, I read a book, parentheses, listened to the audiobook, that came out recently, uh, a book called The 90s by Chuck Klosterman, which is Mm. a series of essays, basically, about things that were relevant in the 90s and why they mattered, but it's not like an Ernest Cline thing, where it's like, oh, yeah, you remember this thing? It's like, oh, let's talk about this moment where people gave a shit about Ross Perot. Let's talk about why Nirvana was as popular as they were. This mm-hmm. seems to me something that's incredibly up your alley, and I am very happy to purchase this audiobook for you as soon as we get off mic. It's like 14 hours. I don't know if you're an audiobook guy, but... Uh, Every once in a while. It depends on the audiobook. I think this is something you'll really appreciate it, because it's also it's narrated in the author's own voice, which yeah. he's kind of a nasally dweeb, but like it also matters that he has like the right inflection on everything he's saying, and he tries to sell his arguments to you uh if you're the kind of person like me that just like is interested in the minutiae of pop culture like this is a very very good book that i would highly recommend um mm-hmm. uh I, but yeah. I would like to recommend a companion podcast for this uh i may have mentioned on here uh my friend who got murdered uh jason cortez he also had a podcast which uh had better numbers than this one. Oh, what up called Let's Talk About the 90s, and uh, I, I listened to it a couple times, and I thought it was alright. I, I, I couldn't get into most of it, but you you might be into uh, some of that. Um, if it's not for you, hey, totally fine. Um, a lot, I think it was mostly music-related. Uh, let's talk uh-huh. about Britney, like Britney Spears, stuff like that, uh, who I believe was like later 90s, if I recall correctly, because I was in about third grade, 1998, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I might be into that. Uh, I, how many audiobooks have I listened to? Not that many. I listened to the one for Masters of Doom, which I thought was excellent. And, uh, you guys made me listen to the audiobook for Ready Player Two. So, uh... Ah, uh, Shinron did that, you. not us. Oh, yeah. right. You can't blame us for the things the dragon does. Sorry. He's a reptile, Mine's, not yeah. like us. Good we have point. blood. Yes. <laughs> what else did you watch or listen to? Um... <laughs> So, I don't know if you guys talked about the, the new Pixar movie last week. If you did, I'll, I can skip this. But I was brief about it. But I wouldn't yeah, Parker's like, I watched it, and that was it. <laughs> well, Parker, what did you think first? Because I haven't heard that. Well, Very I think cool. it was easily better than like the last, what, three, four 
years worth of Pixar movies. It seemed like it was actually four children, which was a very nice change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that was uh, definitely more for kids than any of the ones I've seen in a while. You can tell because there's the epic random character that yells a lot. Oh, which, well, you know, I he... was hoping the panda would step on. But, you know, what <laughs> he, you do? He did yeah. what you can. Step <laughs> Yeah. I was enjoying I, uh... more often than not. I had a pretty good time with it. I feel like I like it more a week after watching it than I did when I first saw it. When I watched it, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, this is actually really, really effective. She, of course, loved it, you know, being in a child of Asian parents. Like, it meant a lot more to her than it would to me for a lot of reasons. But, uh, yeah, pretty good. I don't really understand why it's an early 2000s period piece, but Same. sure, why not? I mean... I enjoyed the essential plot being around getting tickets to see a boy band. That was incredibly yeah. good to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I also enjoyed the fact that it's a movie that takes place in Canada, and the one guy, like, the reason the one guy is hot is because he can speak French. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what the Canadian kids would go for. Nice. Good work, movie. Um, like, I'll yeah, think about yeah, this no. before I ever think about Soul or Luca ever again, or Onward. Like, yeah. those movies I watch. Or Inside like, Out. Canceled. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. It's at least it's kind of a movie for kids, and I'll take that. Even yeah. though before all the panda stuff happens, the main character looks like a Chicken Run character, which I yes. do not understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey, whatever. It's part of making movies, I guess. Um, so, uh, the Prime Fairy bought me some goodies this week. Um, okay. I, uh, I stumbled upon an anime called Metal Skin Panic Maddox-01. Which is a movie. <laughs> now, when I say movie, I of course mean like forty-two minute, like the, the best kind of movie. That's technically course, a movie. Yeah. That's feature length. So <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the negatives, and that is there is no dub for this. You have to watch what? it subbed. Oof. Which yeah, uh, yeah I know minus two stars immediately. I get it. Yeah. However, this is about a. Uh, so you can tell we're in good hands with this mid-80s anime, because at the beginning we have somebody in a mech suit blowing up a bunch of tanks, and then like the people, it cuts away to the boardroom, and the people in the boardroom are like, and yeah, here's our lovely pilot, she volunteered for this mission, despite being a woman. And it's like, oh cool, more reactionary slock, shock, this yeah. is what we're here for. You know, What year did um, this come out? <laughs> like 86, I think. Oh, good year. Right in the sweet spot. Um, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, somehow, this mech suit, this unbelievable mech suit that destroys an entire American tank battalion, you figure that part out. I don't know if it was real or a simulation. Not my problem. Uh, so it falls off a truck and some teenagers find it. And uh, the teenagers open it up, and of course one of them is real sad because he broke up with his girlfriend. And then he gets stuck inside the mech suit. Now, don't worry, he doesn't have a step family, So it's not like that. But, uh... He does uh, decide he's going to go see his ex-girlfriend off before she goes to study in England for three years. Uh, so he tries, to go, he tries to go downtown in the mech suit. Of course, you know, the people at corporate headquarters are like, oh my god, the terrorists have our mech suit. We have to send our unhinged tank pilot to go fight this teenager that wants to fuck his girlfriend again. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have this horny teenager stuck inside a mech suit. We have 
the lady who's trying to stop him from dying. And we have a dude who is basically the anime version of an unhinged Vietnam vet who's trying to blow them all up. And, uh, yeah, that's your anime. It's pretty good. Sounds real good. It's real fucking stupid. Because, like, despite being, like, 42 minutes, which makes you believe, you know, oh, everything's gonna be plot relevant. There is instead a scene where he loses control and crashes into a convenience store and asks the convenience store girls to heat up some food for him, and then tries to eat shrimp with the robot arms. Yes! (laughs) Because of course there is. (laughs) God, yes! (laughs) So what I'm saying is anime is our best genre. Back on the menu. Um, I watched Jackass 4 again last night. Ooh, Yes! Uh, I got to watch that with a bunch of people who hadn't seen it before. Turns out normies love the last scene of that movie way more than we did. Really? I think we all agreed the Vomitron with the paintball was, like, one of the weakest parts of the movie, but it killed with them. It absolutely killed with them. Yeah. I mean, their little colored milks are very cute. Like, I, uh, I'm happy with, uh, you know, a lot of the production design that went into that, but also, like, getting to watch the fucking the mime competition with people that hadn't seen that movie before (laughs) oh my god dude (laughs) the looks of disgust when that skateboard guillotine is revealed (laughs) and I gotta say I gotta say even knowing it's coming every time they do the countdown bit and then go before the countdown's over absolutely (laughs) never All me, dude. <laughs> Feast on his cock. <laughs> I'm so glad that so many more people in my life now will understand when I yell "fuck you," Aaron, at things. <laughs> I just, what a film! I cannot wait to watch it again. Right? I, yeah, man. I gotta get that on Blu-ray. <laughs> it, it, it dropped on Torrance, like, yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that. I was yeah. like, I should download it. And I got the ad, like, hey, it's now on Paramount+. Plus. I was like, oh, fuck. I thought that was a leak. Guess where I'm <laughs> going as soon as we're done recording. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Everything about that. Man. I'm not saying it's better the second time, since it's obviously not. But it is equally good. And I'll take that. Yes. Um... Right before recording, I watched a movie from 1987 called Malone. So, uh, you guys have seen Roadhouse, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Alright, so what if Roadhouse, but with Burt Reynolds? What the fuck? (laughs) Dude, okay, so, like, it's not as good as that's making it sound, because this doesn't have nearly the, uh, the amount of grisly hand-to-hand murders that Roadhouse does. So Burt Reynolds is an assassin that wants out of the game. So he drives out in the middle of fucking nowhere and his car breaks down. And of course, the place his car breaks down in is uh, about to be taken over by... And let me make sure I get this 100% correct. A bunch of Fox News Republicans who think the country is going the wrong way and therefore need to take over a bunch of small towns in order to get elected to Senate seats in order to make sure this country doesn't go to hell. Produced while Reagan was president, by the way. Oh my god, yes. So anyway, uh, our hero, only known as Malone, is staying with his mechanic and his hot teenage daughter, who obviously Uh just looks at him like she wants to bang all the time. So who does Burt Reynolds main in Smash Brothers? 
<laughs> feels like a King Dedede Dee Dee guy, but uh, does, yeah. you know, <laughs> who, who can really say? Yeah. Um, so obviously he bangs the teenage daughter at some point. There is a, at some point in this movie there is a line where he's like going away to fight the bad guys, where he's saying goodbye to her and her father. You know, he kisses her on the cheek, starts to walk away. She chases after him. She's like, hey, wait. So he turns around, and they pause for a second, and she goes, you know, in five years, I'll be five years older. To which he pauses and then replies, so will I. And then they kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is it's good. <laughs> no, this is like one of the most mid-movies I've ever seen. However, yeah. it is... uh eminently watchable for 90 minutes if you want to see Burt Reynolds shoot a bunch of rednecks. I do. You know? I really do. Yeah. And, uh, one last thing to talk about here. Have you guys ever heard of a movie called Breathing Fire? No. No, I have not. Oh, buddy. (laughs) Alright, so, this is absolutely going to be our next episode, so I'm not going to say too much. However, I am going to say a couple things. First of all, this came out in 1991, so put yourself back in that time frame. Within the first five minutes of this movie, our two main plot lines are revealed. The first one is two teenagers entering a martial arts tournament, one of whom is played by the kid who played Short Round. (laughs) Parker. That's not what I was expecting. (laughs) That could have been anyone on Earth. (laughs) So apparently, the kid who played Short Round, also a Taekwondo champion... And this other guy, who has been in basically nothing, also, you know, world champion martial artist of some fucking, who knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, These guys are getting driven to the big California karate tournament by their dad. And they're like, Dad, Dad, if we win, will you buy us a Porsche? And he looks at them and goes, come on, guys, you think I'm made of money? They, of course, look back and go, yeah, well, you know, you could rob a bank or something. Quote, quote, foreshadowing. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So they get dropped off, they win their tournament, they prove that they're the best at L.A. Karate, and they get to go to Nationals to test L.A. Karate against the other Karates. Meanwhile, their dad is actually robbing a bank with his gang, which includes (laughs) Bolo Young in drag, who gives somebody a swirly. Parker, (laughs) how have I never heard of this? I've begun levitating. (laughs) This is in the first five minutes of this movie. We realize this is our A1 and A2 plots, and they are sure to converge in some way. Now, as much as I want to talk you guys ear off for ten minutes about this movie, I'm not going to do that, because, again, we're going to have a lot to say next week. But I will mention some of the things that happen in this movie. A giant wall with a bunch of trophies on it. Vietnam flashbacks that are relevant to the plot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Little people. A gigantic pizza as a key plot point <laughs> that is repeatedly referred to as the pizza. Dude, it's, does this have the fat guy from, <laughs> from does Seattle this have Karate? California Karate, I mean. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. It does not have the fat guy, however, it does have. A black guy who's in two scenes and dances in both of them. Oh, Damn they it. have that guy instead. That's <laughs> the other guy. See you y'all got next it. week. And oh, by the way, streaming for free on Prime Video. Oh, Thank what you. What was the runtime? Ninety-two minutes. Oh, 
You could have said 97. Sorry, I'm sorry. Fun. 85 minutes. My mistake. Oh, oh that's the Parker. magic number. <laughs> we you did it. You rubbed this genie's lamp, motherfucker. Let's go. Look. I'm very excited to try to decipher the plot of this movie with you guys. And also, mm-hmm. literally all of the leads are actual, like, people that do martial arts. So every fight looks amazing. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. One of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> this is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> you had a better week than me, is what I'm you're getting saying. getting so right. amped right now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you guys want to watch it and then record again at 6 in the morning, I'm down. I don't care. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> it's that good, dude. All right. Uh, Parker. Uh, yeah, Parker, what you yeah. watch? So uh, let me just take it back down so we can build it back up. Because uh, I watched The Green Knight, which I can confirm is better than The Black Knight. <laughs> but also, uh, like, on one hand, I wish I'd seen it in a theater just because it would have looked incredible. But also, mm-hmm. it's nice to be like, I'm just going to pull the old phone up here. We're, yeah, uh, it's, we are lagging, boys. We are taking is, our time. Yeah, it's very well shot. It, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. The sound design is especially great in a theater. It's also tremendously boring. And if people can't admit that, then I, I don't know what to tell yeah. Oh, boy. It was that, that middle. It was hurting me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got up a couple times, make some stiffer drinks. Like, you want to pause it? Yeah. Like, uh, so if anything happens, I'm just right over here. I can totally see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, no, uh, I'm just doing my laundry. It's okay. It's got to get done sometime. Yeah. Why not when he's walking through the same bog again? Oh, yeah. Isn't it fun? I'd love that. Speaking of not having fun watching movies, boy, we're just down to the dregs of the John Carpenter canon, unfortunately. Ugh. What did you watch? It is time to talk about Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, I didn't and, watch that and even one. I haven't seen this. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen that one. Not good, but uh, here's the main problem. So, we're all in our early 30s. So, does anyone in our generation give a fuck about Chevy Chase? Because I do not understand it. No, he was a thing. You know when Chevy Chase became a thing for a generation was Community, right? Like in 2006. Yeah, and everyone also, loved like, Community. I got and two and a half seasons into that, and that was fucking out. I, I made it I didn't one make season. It that far. I, I love the first you, season. You, you made it almost as far as Dan Harmon did, dude. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first season of Community, and I got like two episodes into the second season. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. I got it. Because it was like Betty White was in one of the first episodes. I was like, I don't want to watch dude. this. Yeah, well, I'm not watching this anymore. Hope nothing bad happens to her. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, nothing bad has happened to Chevy Chase yet. So, anyway, yeah, I've, time. I've, I've never really understood the appeal for him. He was in the National Lampoon movies. He's not great in those. Yeah, he was like just, the, the most boring uh, part of Caddyshack. So, so I I can explain this without defending it. Um, SNL, the first season of SNL, he's unbelievable. Really? Like he's like Eddie Murphy on SNL tier good. Like he controls that entire fucking show. Oh. And apparently it's because he's a gigantic asshole. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like one of the things that he used to say is I'm Chevy Chase and you're not, which is I was like, boy. I mean, that's a technically true statement. Yeah. yeah. That's a Bam Margera line if I've ever heard one. <laughs> it really? Yeah, it is. Whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. I just like I think I've seen <laughs> I've seen Caddyshack once. Let me tell yeah. you, nothing about Chevy Chase stood out to me. Yeah, and correct. anything I've ever seen him in is like, why does this guy just sound like he thinks he's better than me? Like, fuck yeah. you, old man. Tip yeah, you just the fuck over. Small. Oh, no, I know what I like, Chevy Chase, and I like him in that Paul Simon music video. Sorry. Uh, wow. <laughs> is that only for me? It might be. I don't beautiful. know. 
It's a good, it's a good music video. Uh, Parker, tell me about Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Well, like the movie itself is just very uninspired. Like Carpenter doesn't talk about it ever. He fucking hated this whole shoot. Chevy Chase was an asshole the entire time. Surprise. Yeah. Just a miserable experience. He never ever talks about it. It's interesting because this is the first one where like everything from the seventies and eighties, like even the ones that were humongous bombs, every movie to a point at some point got reclaimed as like, no guys, seriously, check this movie out. It's fucking great. Yeah, even Christine. Then, this is the one where it's like, <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck you're doing here, man. <laughs> this is not working. I don't know who this is for. And this to find out like this was this was Chevy Chase's big passion project. He was like gunning for years to make this movie and to make it like really? a serious, dramatic take. <laughs> He's so fucking bad. He hated being there the whole time. He hated doing all the prosthetic shit for the CGI. Like he just and he just looks miserable on screen. And it's this is the most hired gun of all John Carpenter movies. Like there's Ooh. no scent of him on here whatsoever. No, none of the style. He doesn't do the score. Just oh. the most two-star movie you've ever seen. Except, this is paying off a parking ticket. Except Sam Neill's real fucking good in it, and that oh, looks okay. uh, in the mouth of madness getting made. It's like the one person he liked working with on this set. Okay, at least like, even some the movies positive. of his I don't like. Like something comes out of them. Like I didn't care for Elvis, but that got us Kurt Russell. Yeah, he doesn't care for this, but it got us and working with Sam Neill. So. Mm-hmm. That's good at least, but I just yeah. goddamn. Like it tries to be really, really serious, and then they just throw in like these groan-worthy fucking bits because they're not just like jokes. It's let's do a bit here, and it sucks every time. Just a boring experience. Somehow as boring as the Green Knight, but for different reasons. Yeah, don't recommend. But also, like I had like three movies of his left. It had to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end with this one. That's gonna be a real bummer because he ain't gonna yeah, make that's anymore. Fair. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, another one off the list here, but not the good list. <laughs> Just <laughs> his filmography. Is there yeah. a good list? Do we have a good list at this point? The, we oh, probably yeah, have like list. seven or eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, okay, those yeah, are good ones. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so you talked about Kimmy when it first came out. I finally watched it a couple days ago. Yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It should mm-hmm. be better, but it's pretty good. Yeah. It's one of those movies, like, it's not going to be on anyone's top ten list. In reality, at the end of the year, I'm probably not going to remember it, but, like, it's solid. It's a solid, tight, like, hour and a half movie. A nice little thriller. It's fine. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Then I realized after that, I like, oh, yeah, I've had no sudden move on my watch list, like, since it dropped and never, ever bothered to watch it. I should probably do that. Uh, turns out, uh, Steven Soderbergh directing ensemble cast, pretty entertaining, usually. What a shock. Yeah. He's really, <laughs> really, really good at this. <laughs> Turns out when everyone in the cast is like, oh, fuck, it's that guy, and they all just get to play to their own strengths, you get an entertaining, like, hour 45, and that's it's, all you need. It's so fucking cool that he is on record saying he's done making films and is now only going to make movies, because that's all I want him to do. Yes. Yeah. Just we make, have enough filmmakers. Trash. We need more movie makers. And I'm, I can't wait. He'll just... Every six months, he'll show up on HBO Max and be like, what's this? Because that's what Kimmy was. I was like, what the fuck is this? I've never heard of this. Oh, these are like real people. This isn't a Netflix movie. Yeah. Because yeah. people want to work with him because he's fucking good. And he doesn't have any misses in his whole fucking catalog. Just drop one of these every six months and I'm more than happy. 
dropping out like consistent plan, th- three and a half star movies. That's yeah. that's fucking quality right there. I don't need everything to be some fucking three hour epic anymore. So yeah, that, those two back to back were a wonderful evening. And lastly, now Skip, just uh, peel back the curtain here to show uh, how the cookies are made. Sometimes one of us watches a movie, and we know in our heart, like, this is probably an episode. But let me just throw it out to one of the other guys and get their take on it. Let's get their read on it, because as you know, it only takes two. So as I watch, Kiss of, as I watch Kiss of Death, starring one Nicolas Cage... <laughs> Alex, my man. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I assign this to you? Oh, you sure did. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, had that in the back pocket for a while, and boy, oh, that's that's a future one right there. That's some good so, stuff. Uh, let's be clear. You say starring Nicolas Cage? No, no, no. This is oh, a movie that is starring David Caruso. It's starring David Caruso, but Nicolas and Cage is, is doing <laughs> doing a lot with his screen time. <laughs> So, uh, Chris, just to let you know, uh, Nicholas Cage is playing an Italian mobster named Little yes. Junior. His name is Little Junior because his father is Big Junior. <laughs> and what do you want to pencil this in for? <laughs> <laughs> like, the first time we see Nick Cage, he's just in a fucking wife beater bench-pressing a stripper with a goatee doing... What's supposed to be an Italian accent? It's what I think Nick Cage thinks an Italian accent sounds like. Nick Cage it's, is Italian. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't choose this fucking voice. Okay, I mean, I'm a lot of things, but goddamn, he's really <laughs> his whole demeanor does not fit a tough Italian mobster from New Jersey. I'll fucking say that much. It is. Like, there's a plot, there's a whole bunch of things going on, like, every guy is also someone, you're like, oh, fuck, it's Samuel L. Jackson, what the fuck is that John Turturro, like, everyone is someone, Stanley Tucci shows up in, like, four scenes, but I just kind of want to just keep it in the back pocket there, because I feel like this is a really good conversation in the future. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fucking, like, the first scene you, you meet David Caruso, was like, oh, he's just a straight-laced guy with his wife and his kid. Oh, he's got to do a job for Michael Rappaport. What the fuck? Is <laughs> oh no! Come on. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, it's it is really good. Some shitty early nineties oh, mobster dudes. thriller with everyone is just a guy. You love to see it. It's really fucking good. It is. It's not our immediate future, but uh. It's definitely penciled in for when we have a down week of nothing coming when, uh, out. Yeah. yeah. When we get done recording, we should uh, update the list. Because there's things that need to be added to it. Yeah. Just for, for so we don't have weeks in the future where we decide on Monday what we're watching on Monday. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> this is a strong after-the-summer blockbuster stuff before we hit yeah, oh, yeah. cheesy oh, October yeah. shit. This is a real yeah. September movie, and I cannot yeah. wait. And I also, think that... Uh, I just for the record, I looked up the Morbius release date while I was peeing. Uh, April first, so it's two weeks from now. Oh, all right. So we are what? in the clear for we breathing fire. We will be fire. breathing some fire. I am very excited Call. to breathe some fire. Call indeed. All right, boys, let us let us get into the next three hours of discussing <laughs> New Moon. Okay, New Moon, which is the sequel to Twilight.
just call Twilight. Sorry, the Twilight Saga New Moon. My apologies. Thank you. Yeah, to Twilight Saga. All right. New Moon. So, whom's among us watched the extended edition? This guy. This guy right here, buddy. Chris. I I might have. Uh, <laughs> I did. I'm not, I forgot I, I downloaded it's it. It's a seven minute difference. So I don't know <laughs> I, what was in there that wasn't in the other one, but uh, yeah. I assume it was seven minutes of vampire lore. Because what the fuck else could it be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So one if there's the something I missed, maybe it was because movie. yeah. Yeah, sorry, God. I cannot believe... I think I talked about this when I watched them all. Like, in my head, I knew, like, oh, yeah, these movies made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. This movie <laughs> broke the Dark Knight's opening record. <laughs> like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. This $26 made... million dollars on the Thursday at midnight screening. That's that, fucking insane. That is horrifying. That's more than a lot of, like, COVID movies made in their entire theatrical run. Yeah. This movie made, in total, I believe, according to Wikipedia, if that's what we believe, $700 million. That, this... for what we're about to talk about, is extraordinary. And I know that, like, there's, like, Far more to it. There's more to it than the movie itself. Like, there's a social phenomenon, you know? There's also, like, the idea of teenage girls and, like, the FOMO and everything that goes with that. But, like, for this movie, that's a very high number. Yeah. That's no, no, no. Let, let me, let me, let me take you back to this era for a second because I have a lot of era-specific comments about this. Oh, uh-huh. fuck yes, but, uh, please. This was the point. Like, Twilight was a movie for teenage girls. Yes. New Moon was a movie for all of their moms that started reading Twilight because those were the people that were driving these early night box offices. I remember. I was there. <laughs> I was working in a this movie was... theater, so I know too. Yeah, this was a mom crowd. This is a mom crowd movie, and it's one of the dumbest fucking movies you'll ever see in your life. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. It's it's unreal the way that they hijacked this. Mm-hmm. It's honestly impressive. How dare they take uh, this from us? Yeah. yeah. The insane you know, thing that's about right, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> is that this, back when they used to adapt, you know, like YA and comics and stuff like that, it'd be like, okay, we'll keep this core thing, keep this, this, and this. We're going to lose all this dumb shit here. No. Yeah. <laughs> that that does not happen anymore. Yeah, Every exactly. single page this is getting adapted. Because, like, if this comes out in, like, 1999, this movie is the first act of Twilight 2. This right. whole movie is yeah. 30 minutes, like, all right, on to the real story. This does mm-hmm. not need to exist. Yeah. But we will be goddamned if they take a it, word out of this. <laughs> instead, this was marketed to the lead paint huffing generation rather than ours. So, it is just... The fucking most beat-for-beat stupid-ass movie you could ever ask for <laughs> about what is basically... And Parker, I said this to you earlier. This is Deathly Hallows Part 1, but it's oh, the yeah. second movie in a five-movie franchise. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a good way to put it, yeah. All right, so uh, the movie begins with a dream sequence, which is how good movies start. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, she's running through a bunch of people dressed like the Handmaids from The Handmaid's Tale, and uh, she's running in some sort of Italian town or something like that. She's looking for Nicolas Cage. Let's she's looking for Little later. Junior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll come back later. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely yeah. not. This is just a one-off. Totally. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. She's, she stumbles through and she all of a sudden sets upon a field. So we're like, okay, it's a dream sequence. Like different planes of reality here. And she sees. How the fuck I, are they in a forest? Yeah. The, all of a sudden, they see like uh, her grandmother off in the distance, and she also sees her boyfriend Edward. And she Get says, the fuck "No, out of here. that ain't no Pokemon." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "No, Edward, she will see you." And I'm like, "Why would that be bad?" 
They don't answer that. And instead, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, she's scared because she'll become old and Edward will stay the same age. You know, like kind of like Arwen in Lord of the Rings. So I like guess Lolita. her like... Also <laughs> like Lolita. So like the, the <laughs> in five years, I'll be five years older and Edward says, not me. <laughs> can, I, uh, yeah. can I press time out on this scene? Oh, great. All right. Edward the yeah. vampire sees himself in the mirror. Continue. Yeah, what the? F- oh, yeah, it makes me so mad every okay. time. Yeah, but, but that was like a thing that we've known. Like ever since the first movie, they take a picture of him. You know, he's not supposed to show up on film, but he does. And she takes a picture of him in this movie. He shows up on film. But so also, it's, like, it's just flagrant at this point. Like yeah. now, I'm mad. Yeah, Before this... it's like, oh, this is just like kitsch. But now I'm like, all right, fuck you. Yeah. Well, Sorry. that's the way it works. You, you're forgiven. So Bella's nightmare is growing old while her boyfriend stays young. Personally, I think I'd have other nightmares if I was dating a demon. But uh, I guess that's the the biggest problem in Bella's yeah, life. Yeah, but you believe so. in hell, so that makes sense. I don't know exactly. Look, if I move next to a family of fucking vampires, I'll believe anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, <laughs> she has other problems in her life. For example, I, I want to quote a line of dialogue that I heard in this. That <laughs> R&J essay is due. R&J <laughs> refers to Romeo and Juliet. This is how the... <laughs> <laughs> this is how the kids talk. Yo, man, you get that R and J shit going, dog. <laughs> yes, it was on fleek. So, uh, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. oh boy, <laughs> I heard that in a while. <laughs> oh wow, there must not be a lot of TikToks playing in your house, Parker. I try. Yeah. I do my best. Yeah, must be nice. Yeah, sorry. Well, uh, anyway. yeah. Yeah, so she's got to write something about Romeo and Juliet. I wonder if that is any, uh, some of what's going on with her. Anyway, uh, before we get into that, uh, she's making out with her boyfriend, Edward, who she's dating in the parking lot. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll go just go away now while you talk to the kid with long hair. And Jacob shows up. Jacob, <laughs> uh, who, if you, like, I kind of feel like everyone knows he's a werewolf. You know, like, who, who's going into this well, movie I mean, blind? now, right? yeah. Oh, well, you know. But who is going into this movie blind? Like, yeah, I have no idea. You know, like everyone knows that he's a Parker. Werewolf. Parker, buddy, I'm looking directly into your eyes as I say this. The Chad Virgin. Exactly. <laughs> this whole movie is the Chad and the Virgin Jacob. Oh, hey Loki, you want me to carry your fucking backpack? Oh, you want my motorcycle? It's so embarrassing. It's- this entire scene is funny solely because he gives her this dream catch. He's like, oh, you know, I heard you were here in nightmare, like having nightmares. Like, I, you'd appreciate that. And they walk into the school and Edward goes, I was reading his mind. He looked for that dream catcher for two weeks. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's such a fucking takedown in this spot where it's not supposed to be. Yeah. And yet, with everything we know now, like, dear God. And yeah. it's so Lay great, like, him. coming to these knowing, like, we everyone on planet Earth, without ever reading a page of Twilight, knew Team Edward and Team Jacob. Right, and then yeah. watching this for the first time, realizing like this dude never had a fucking shot. He's the biggest loser I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> Why is this a thing? So she never uh, considers him for a second. Exactly. So this gets even better because she says a word to him that I was not expecting to hear since like 1948. She says, uh, "Why don't you come to school with us? You know, come to school with all the pale faces." I was like, has she been listening to our show? When I didn't expect to hear that from her. It's like me going to Korea and being like, yeah, you know, come over to the U.S. with all the round eyes. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> it's, 
all I could think of was fucking playing Fallout and seeing everybody, all the fucking ghouls calling you smooth skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Think yeah, of how many so, slurs Edward knows. Man, he'd do, he'd do great. Now, it's, it's tough to call Edward to chat here because he looks like he's close to crying as she's talking to him. So Same. they did something with the eyes in this movie. That oh yeah, the yeah, they were. Movie. Yeah, there's it's something so much worse. Yeah, it, they look like kind of dead or something like that. I know, like some of the the vampires have like the orange or reddish tint for the uh, for the irises, and like I get that because like that's like the vampire coloring. For him, it's like around the eyes. It's not quite like Pete Davidson butthole eyes, but it's like more sunken, more like boy, he needs to sleep. That sort of and thing. like. In the first movie, it just looks like people wearing contacts, which is how it should look. Right, exactly. In this, it their eyes look fake, which, you know, yeah. I get it, CGI and whatever. It's, it's a color correction but, thing, and I understand why they did it, I just think they did the wrong thing, so. It, uh, it, I, I might feel better about it if they did in the first movie, but they yeah. didn't. They just decided, like, hey, this mm-hmm. thing that we have that looks stupid, what if we made it look stupider? Yeah. And that's just, that's unforgivable to me. Right. So uh, we we have her group of friends uh, who are there, and they watch uh, Romeo and Juliet. I will say that like this was one of the most embarrassing scenes in the movie, even though it did set up one of the few times that I uh, actually laughed out loud. They're showing like this really old version of Romeo and Juliet, and like three not the out one of with the tits. Not the one. Yeah, with that's the tits. my immediate thought. Like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if it was all one of the tits, time, like okay. you you see all the guys. With, like that. Edward's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got the fucking time code. I've seen yeah. this a hundred times. Yeah. So like, so like <laughs> three out of four of her friends are sitting there like in tears watching this. Ezra was just like, oh, that I could but touch her lips. And one guy's just sitting there like, and I call this guy Parker. He's just in there like... <laughs> <laughs> just clearly not having a good time. So the the this is this is a real like realism problem with the movie because there needs to be at least one dude in that classroom doing the fucking blowjob face like the whole time. <laughs> like you you have to have that. It's, it really it's absolutely crucial for that to feel like a real classroom. Someone Especially needs to go. Camera Gay. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's 2009, folks. Let's be honest. With you. <laughs> There should have been, like, a kid reading manga in the back or something. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but, like, she has other friends, her vampire friends. I want to talk about her vampire friends. These were the kids I kicked the shit out of in high school. Now, I wasn't a bully. Yeah. They had it coming. But, like, look at these fucking people. All right? They are asking to be stuffed into a locker. That is their natural habitat. So, uh, <laughs> allow me to give my second man-on-the-ground in 2009 report of this, uh, this movie. All right, let's hear it. So, this came out when I was working at Target, and my best friends at Target were all of, like, the halfway emo kids that were, like, into Slipknot and wore, like, studded wristbands, but also weren't, like, all the way emo. And literally all of them were in love with Alice in the first movie. And then this came out. Alice is the vampire who has the hair that flares out to the sides, because that's what the emo kids like. Mm Because, you know, that's how we get them to the theaters. Yeah. And then... I've had the same response every time I've watched this movie, which is now three or four times. She hops on screen before the Romeo and Juliet scene, and I go, oh, that's a different actress. And then I look it up, and it's not a different actress. It's the same (laughs) actress. It's the exact same one that all of the fucking dorks in the first one were obsessed with. And now she looks completely different, somehow. What's, uh... 
I don't even know what the difference. Well, but the eyes, I, uh, the eyes. Is I mean, the eyes obviously, yeah. and the hair is less pointy, and also yeah. she looks thirty now. Yeah, she she developed a bit, uh, and boy, did they want to show it off. She has taken over the Anna Kendrick spot for the hey boys, <laughs> see any and, and like, blood today? <laughs> they knew what they were doing because yeah. that's the character that all of those fucking dudes that went to this movie of their own volition and not on a date, like they mm-hmm. were like, oh, you know, she's so hot because that was mm-hmm. that kind of dude in that kind of time right and if you can put yourself back there if you were like i don't know i'm thinking of dan specifically when i say this but also all of right. our listeners are roughly <laughs> that age like yeah. you knew people like this back then mm-hmm. you knew how they were yeah. that was their person and then she comes out like hey you remember me the one that you all think is hot boing 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 anyway <laughs> yeah Next scene. I, I I think the thing about it is she kind of reminds me of like an anime character. Like she's she's really presenting exactly. all the cleavage and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And, and the thing that gets me about it is it feels like it's pandering, and I I don't like being pandered to, but I do like anime. Yeah, but also it was never pandering to me. <laughs> right. So exactly. It, it feels like yeah. When I I think maybe what I'm talking about anime is like when you watch an anime and it's got like a character with oversized breasts and everything. You're just like, is this what you guys like? I'm like, no, come on, just show me like a really really good like story or something. And okay. then you see this, and this is obviously supposed to appeal to those uh, really you call them emo kids. I call them the theater kids who smell like old meat. Yeah, uh, there, there, there were subtle differences. Very, subtle, you know so. what? They all were underneath my boot. So that's fair. Uh, Parker, I apologize. Um, it's okay. Uh, one, one, one more thing on this subject before we move on, because <laughs> this this girl's getting notes. more comments than anyone else. <laughs> I know. Well, no, this actually isn't about her. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, cancelable statements coming from me. Whatever. Uh, Kristen Stewart is a two face. She's either really attractive or really unattractive, and there's no in-between. And in the first movie, I don't think she's very attractive. And in this movie, I think she's extremely attractive. And yet, all of, like, the similarities between those two performances are there. And I don't know what to do with that, so Mm -hmm. I need to talk about that with two other dudes. Okay, I will say this. um, I I don't know that... I don't know that she's attractive in this movie, although she is certainly more attractive in this one than she is in the first one. I think she looks really good in this because they don't put the bags under her eyes. Well, that's true as well. Uh, I think what I... There are certain moments where she looks uh, really good. I think that's when she starts acting because there are certain moments in here where it's like, oh, she's giving a performance. She's acting like a real person. And then there are other moments where she's, like, completely dead. You know, she's just not doing anything. It's so weird because, like, when she's good in this, she's easily the best part of this movie. You know, it's a low, low, low bar to clear. But it's like, you watch this, you go, oh, she's actually pretty good. Whereas, like, Robert Pattinson, who is actually a good actor, and mm-hmm. was in good things before this, is doing nothing here. Which I yeah. get, you know, yeah, I, checks, man. Yeah, exactly. I get it, but... Yeah. But with all the other performances in this fucking movie, it's like, oh yeah, Kristen Stewart's good at this. Like, no wonder she's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't have a... Uh, Parker, how do you feel about Kristen Stewart? I mean, it certainly helped that the first one made a gorillion dollars. Like, cool, so we can spend a lot of time and money making you look hot. And also making Taylor Lauder look fucking hot and shredded. And, and then, he doesn't need makeup for that. Correct. Yeah. But well, he needs Taylor Lauder so. could get it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Equal opportunity angel. on this side, buddy. So you're quoting it. a lot of moms on that. Okay, so... I'm ready, I'm ready to become part of the wolf pack by any means necessary. Well, I'm ready to become part of... if I turn into a wolf that looks like that. (laughs) Let's talk about the Vampire Council. 
The Victorian I, vampires. You know, oh, not a lot of people know this, but the Vampiric Council was banned from ETI for <laughs> bringing too many people into their tag mansion. So then she actually says the words, there's a vampire law, and all I could think about was bird law. <laughs> Mods. And he's like, well, there's really only one hard and fast rule. Uh, it's not really written down or anything, but the one rule of vampires is... Uh, you can't tell anyone about our secret existence. Do and not I guess, talk like, about vampirism. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, part two is you do not talk about vampirism. <laughs> if this is your first night as a vampire, you have to suck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it cuts to like these um these Victorian era vampires. So they go up to this one guy who's being held here. Well, I guess broke the vampire law. He told someone, "Hey." I'm a vampire. Uh, Ooh, look what's going to happen to me. Yeah, so I guess he's in... <laughs> so he gets in big trouble and one guy puts his hands on either side of his head and rips it off. So he'll never be the head of a major corporation. <laughs> it looks so shitty. It is. So good. <laughs> it somehow looks worse than fucking Austin Powers. <laughs> Which came out, what, 12 years before this? <laughs> Probably. No, you guys are being a little too hard on Jacob in this movie. I think that character is very fuckable. Let me let me let me explain why. She goes to visit the least fuckable kids in the school uh, for a little (laughs) vampire party, and uh, she accidentally cuts her finger, and one of them has a full on (laughs) vampiric freakout. Is she anemic? Jesus Christ! Yeah. The Michael Sarah vampire is my favorite thing. Yeah, he's my favorite. (laughs) Every delivery is like he's been edging for an hour. Seriously, (laughs) like he goes into slow mo and he's just like right at her chin there, and Edward fucking shoves her in the sternum, nice touch, and nearly breaks her spine, and then he does the same thing to his friend. And uh, the doctor vampire says, I will patch you up. Now, I have to say, after all that, I'm like, yeah, I'll take the werewolf kid. <laughs> she, like, cuts her in <laughs> on a fucking cardboard box, bleeds everywhere like she's yeah. in the middle of hacking it off. And he just takes one look at it and they're like, oh my god, sweetie dog. He's like, ah, ah, and <laughs> running after her. He cannot contain his horny levels. If I catch you, I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah. Get the styptic. <laughs> Don't give him the styptic. <laughs> oh... <laughs> So Dr. Vampire's like, okay, don't worry, I'll have you as right as rain soon. And uh, she's just like, yeah, I like being with my friends. And uh, anyway, people have started asking questions. Looks like the Cullens are not aging, and people are like, hey, what the fuck is up with that? So they have to leave, and uh, Edward says, yeah, we're just going to break up, just uh, I don't know, right. get over it or something. So I skipped something. Just to be clear, this is the most insane part of this movie, because again... Literally yesterday, I just watched Johnny Knoxville looking like an old guy. This is not that hard. Yeah. This is like literally ten minutes of makeup a day. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and Edward looks like he wears enough as it is. Like, what's the big fucking deal here? Exactly. Yeah, so uh, he decides, no, I'm going to move with uh, my friends and I'm going to go I have to and... return to my home planet. Yeah. <laughs> just about... My brother tried to eat you, so bye forever. Yeah. I'm I don't no want longer you to in get this hurt. movie. Because I love you so much. 
And you look at the clock, you're like, oh Where God, is the hour 25 left? What is this? <laughs> so, uh, at this point, Bella Swan turns into Xander Cage. I, I have to say, at this moment, like, th- this is a real key here, because I watched this after my breakup. Boy, I handled it a lot better than she did, okay? You would almost, I mean, lowest of low bars to clear. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was looking at that, like, oh, jeez, okay, I guess I don't miss her anymore. What the fuck? Because they did, like, show the one up. thing was, like... <laughs> I show up to your place with my haircut, shirtless in the rain, like, Hey, man, you want to watch Puppet Master? You're like, oh, my say. <laughs> I just... Guys, I want to watch Chris drive a motorcycle off a cliff into the ocean while the first cut is the deepest place. <laughs> <laughs> the waiting is the hardest part. Yeah, so, uh, she... <laughs> <laughs> Always goes back to Dad Rock with you. It has to somewhere. Uh, anyway, by the way, that song sucks. So uh, she meets Is that up. Tom with, Petty. I can't remember. It, yeah, it's Tom Petty. Tom Petty fucking right. blows, dude. Or blue. Tom Petty anyway, has like so. four bangers, and the rest of the catalog is dog shit. No, they're all bad. Okay, so she starts dating Jacob, and American uh, Girl kind of fucks. I'm just gonna say it. She starts seeing Jacob. And <laughs> I have no dog in this race. Look at me. Come on. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, he, she... How does she first meet him? She finds some scrapped motorcycles, right? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before this. Before she does this. Wait, we have to talk about this scene because this is like a key scene in the movie. She is walking out of a movie theater for the Dead Talk Back or something like that, which, by the way, I think is an MST movie. And uh, she, she, she looks down an alleyway. She's like, oh, look. Off in the distance. Is that steam? No, it's a bunch of bikers. And uh, <laughs> it is like a really creepy alley. Like, hey, don't go over there. The bikers are like, hey, come on, baby. You want to fuck me on my bike? And she's like, yeah, let's go over there. Because she sees a ghostly apparition of Edward who tells her, don't do anything risky, baby. I love you. And she's just like, huh, what if I... You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, hear me roar. Yeah, like, what are, what are the other... What's One of the commandments or something like that is like, don't test God. Like, don't do that sort of thing. And, uh, like, I mean, you're yeah. the expert. Well, not a very good one. Uh, Why does he test us every day with these Yeah. <laughs> so, Edward, Ghost Edward, tells her, Hey, uh, don't do anything risky. I don't want you to get hurt, and I love you, and I can see you. And she's just like, huh, maybe I could see more Ghost Edward if I do really stupid shit. <laughs> so she, <laughs> she goes to the biker, who, uh, I have to admit, I was really expecting him to say, huh. I can't really believe that worked. I don't really know it's, what to do now. <laughs> and it fucking owns because this biker looks like fat Derek Wibley. <laughs> hey, baby, you want to hop on? Sure. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm actually gay. And he just peels out. <laughs> so she gets on there and she's just like, yeah, let's uh, just go. And he just drives really fast. And I guess she tells him to stop. She I, sees the ghosts of Edward yeah. in the street and makes yeah. him slam on the brakes on a oh, motorcycle. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, what's going on? Which is what bikers would do there. Bikers uh, usually take orders from women that they fucking abduct. So, uh, then she goes back to Anna Kendrick. To be fair. Yeah. Is that still Anna Kendrick in this movie, or is it that like still a different... is Anna Kendrick somehow? Yeah, they decided about to win the Oscar yeah. after this. Like, yeah, this I think year. So. <laughs> uh, maybe I don't know. I want to yeah. hear her side of just showing up in these movies for like once each, being She's like boring. She is boring. Yeah, fair enough. I, I do like they didn't make her like the TNA girl that she was in the first movie. Now Alice does that. But uh, she tells uh, Bella some some you know hard truth. You're fucking insane. 
The fuck is wrong with you? You saw your ghost boyfriend, so you had to jump on a motorcycle? Were you fucking stupid? See, this is why this role would have been better handled by Salima Masakela. Like, we need somebody to come out and just put a gold medal on Kristen Stewart's chest. Yeah. For, uh, doing these sick motorcycle tricks. Yeah. I also think this this movie should have been held by Selena. Okay, so... Uh, Somebody didn't watch the X Games. I... You know what? I guess I didn't watch the X Games. All right. Next week's episode, yeah. the X Games. Oh, well, fuck yeah, dude. Fun. Let's oh, go. Come on. Well, starting with the goo- the extremely goofy movie. Okay, so... Uh, she. <laughs> hey, who's the star of that? <laughs> it's Max's... It's him with a lemon. Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's my favorite thing you've ever. I like that. Said. Yeah, what's for yeah. the real <laughs> Recent listeners, sorry, no, we will not explain. <laughs> Go back and instead of this one, one of the other three ever... listeners and ask them. Figure it yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, she finds some abandoned motorcycles and gives them to Jacob. And I have to say, he's just like, huh? Thanks a lot. Scrap metal. Can we please, can we please just, can you just look at me? Please, oh my god, this is all I need. And she's like, yeah, I figured we could uh, help repair these motorcycles. It'll be like a date. And... Jacob, you have to help me beat Travis Pastrana. <laughs> By the way, while they're making those motorcycles, <laughs> two of her, two of his werewolf <laughs> friends, sh- two of his werewolf <laughs> friends show up and immediately start roasting. It's like, oh, is she a girl who's a friend or a girlfriend? They look like that shit. Yeah. And I'm just like, boy, that guy couldn't be cucked any harder right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not <laughs> physically possible. Are roasting you because a girl's talking to you? That's yeah. Your, uh, yeah. yeah. It's actually does worse it, than them not talking does to it, you. Doesn't you know, she say, like, immediately, about... like, I'm a girl who's yeah. a friend sort of thing. It'd just be like, just yeah. shoot him in the dick right now. You know? <laughs> hey, great. So uh, you can uh, put those tools down and you get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't ever come back. <laughs> so, invited. So, so I, I'm kind of wondering now, um, isn't the next scene where they go to see a movie and I think she, is she on a date with that other guy? Like the white guy? Oh. Yeah. But... <laughs> when she asked him to go to the movies, he's like, oh, oh yeah, sure. When she was like, oh great, you guys can come too. You just see the light leave his eyes immediately. <laughs> Such a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, she sucks so much. That's probably why she looks good in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that she just gets to walk all over these fucking virgins. <laughs> so this is especially good because um, while they're watching this movie, which is apparently like got a lot of action and, and gunshots and everything, that other guy wants to throw up, and he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. He- <laughs> He, he's the only guy who can outcuck uh, Jacob here. So he goes to the <laughs> bathroom why to throw he, that's up. His be- role. Yeah. <laughs> He, he goes to the bathroom to throw up because, like, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie they were watching was too cool for him. <laughs> the scene is incredible because he comes out of the bathroom and Jacob tries to fight him. Yeah, that was the best part. He's just, like, he is so fucking furious that this guy whipped out on a movie. Just in between projectile bombing. He's like, I bleh, went to Juilliard. Bleh, with a, bleh, bleh. <laughs> 4.0 point oh, point point happens. Yeah. Jacob. And Jacob calls find the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, oh, man, I feel sick. Yeah? Well, why'd you go to the hospital? We put you in the fucking hospital? Like, what? He's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Dude, my I werewolf titus is yeah, I'm sorry. It's werewolf fighters. I have to go. <laughs> you wouldn't understand, Bella. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So he breaks up with her because he has to be a werewolf. <laughs> I guess is what's going on. She gets dumped a lot. I've just a lot of guys being like, no. You can't handle my awesome werewolf penis. And she's just like, oh, come on. It does be like that, though. Yeah, it's true. Well, speaking from experience, yeah. So uh, this is the part of the movie where we see the werewolves. Uh, <laughs> now, Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, because he's... our Rasta boy from the first movie's back. <laughs> yeah, Rasta boy from the first movie shows up and uh, Ghost Edward is there and tells her, Okay, so here's oh, what you gotta you're say. going in front of the vampiric council if you don't get killed by the <laughs> Mon. <laughs> Mon. <laughs> Barbado Slim, my biggest werewolf rival. <laughs> Applejack's up for kids, oh, man. Oh, Bumble Clot. <laughs> Can you imagine not knowing what this movie is and be like, why is this Jacob dude acting so weird? Why are they talking about him having a fever? And he just does a full sprint onto the porch and turns into a giant yeah, wolf. <laughs> And shit myself. So, what did you I guys think? I don't know what the dog version of call is, but just insert it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bow wow wow. I got an infant. Let me shake it in front of the gate and see what happens. Yeah, I was going to say, you keep Jacob away from that baby. <laughs> yeah, shake that well, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're lucky I'm the only one that knows what that is. How do you guys feel about the CGI werewolves? They're based. Uh, they extremely based. They're, yeah, Wolf big. Build. Big boys. Yeah. I think they look fine boys. for 2009. Like, it's, you know, not the stellar. The one giant one that comes out of the woods first, when I think they're going to be, like, 14 foot tall, is mm-hmm. way cooler than the rest of this movie. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I don't blame them for taking advantage of me with that shot. I, I think this is one of those things where Parker was talking about fidelity to the source novel, where you can't change a single comma or anything. Because these wolves are really big. These are really, really big. That's like, I think there's a line in the novel where she said it's taller than a human even when it's on all fours. And I think she obviously says in the movie. And it's like, oh yeah, those wolves? Yeah, they are. They look like fucking Castlevania enemies. <laughs> I mean, I don't not like it. It's a very yeah. nice uh, wrinkle to add into it. I wish right, we did anyway. all the OG monsters, honestly. I wish we got some mummies in here. Yeah. Then the... What if she dated, like, a mummy guy? Anyway. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's the thing. Like, when they're all, like, the reveal, you know, I know for a fact that it's going to be the werewolf pack, like, turning into their form and yeah. just murdering this Rasta. But also, there's, like, a 2% shot. It could be Squatches. And man, Better this is the spot. It's like this is where you could have done it. This yeah. is like the best chance we ever had. Obviously, they couldn't just the source material, but you know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, now we get the. Uh, she's just in the werewolf house where no one wears shirts, and uh, this <laughs> this reminds me of when I went over to Josh's house and his dad wasn't wearing a shirt, which is every single time I've been over at Josh's house. <laughs> That guy is eternally shirtless, and I respect it. Yeah, same. Maybe his dad's a werewolf. Maybe, like, Josh is, like, one-third werewolf, one-third Italian, and one-third Jewish. Explains a lot, dude. Yeah. He's hairy, so... I well... Anyway, then they have some werewolf adventures. She jumps off cliffs. Uh... She's an adrenaline junkie now, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, you you look at at her, and the first thing you think is, like, yeah, she likes adrenaline. Uh... And uh, then the red-haired vampire comes back to try to kill her. I I watched <laughs> that movie me, like, and everyone's like, a month ago. No. I don't even remember it. 
Yeah. You know who the fuck you are, lady. Exactly. Yeah, that's that is a while ago. That is a previous Chris villain. Anyway, uh so she uh it was ghost Oh no, Alice visits her. She's been writing emails to Alice. Uh and Alice pops out of nowhere. Uh it's like the fucking girl from the craft. And she's just like, What are you doing? Edward thought you were dead because you jumped off a fucking cliff. And she's like, Oh no, actually it was uh, recreational cliff diving. You should try it sometime. And actually the Native Americans in this area like to do this. And then uh, Jacob is, is like, hey, vampires and werewolves like to fight, you stupid bitch! And <laughs> so bad about it, dude. Yeah. He is heated. He is furious that one of them is in his house. Oh, by the way, I, just a sidebar, I didn't take any notes on him, but I'd like to bring up how much I like his grandfather in this movie, like the old Indian guy. Like, that dude it's like the rules. ancient Hawaiians always say. <laughs> that dude fucking kicks ass. He has two lines that really made him... That really made me like him. Uh, Bella's dad is like, yeah, no, it's okay. If you're not feeling all right, I don't have to go fishing today. And he's like, yes, you do. <laughs> and he, and he just has like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the other thing is, don't worry, Bella. My kung fu is strong. And he just leaves. <laughs> like, I fucking love this guy. Just like a 10 episode limited series where it's like 40 minutes of doing like small town police work and be like, my daughter's been screaming in her sleep every night since that weirdo kid left. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, that ginger vampire is, like, chasing after her. They, they play the shittiest song in the world for it. I don't even remember what that song was. But it's like this indie. It, was, it must have been Boney Bear or something like that. It's fucking boring as shit, dude. I can't believe you pronounced it right. I well, I, when I was on the radio, I pronounced it wrong on purpose, and my station manager got really mad at me. He did not like it that I said Bon Iver. So, I uh, like Holy Diver. <laughs> bon Iver, been down too long in the midnight sea. Who wants me made of me? Jump, jump. <laughs> So, uh, what, what happened? oh yeah, Edward comes back for her funeral, which isn't going to happen, and then he's going to kill himself. I guess? <laughs> I don't fucking yeah, know. Like, yeah. For hundreds of years, you're like, well, I, I guess is, that's that. Yep, this is the one. I can't find anyone hotter than her. I'm going to suicide by cop via vampire council in Italy. Yeah. He's just going to walk out there with his shirt just kind of open, kind of like... It's, it's, he's doing the same pose with, like, fucking Ricky Gervais with a microphone thing, like he's crucified to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this crowd forms like an asshole. <laughs> sort of the crowd of garlic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we meet up with the Vampiric Council, and guys, oh this God, dude. fucking shit. <laughs> this... Oh like, God, this, this whole movie, movie is so pointless, and you get here and you're like, "Give me three hours of these people. What the fuck is this guy doing?" This is what like is a complete flip flop because everything up to here has just been like kind of boring. I just think this movie's just dull. And then we get to the Vampire Council, and it's like all the the Twilight moms and stuff that Alex mentioned at the beginning of this. They must get to the Vampire Council and be like, "Wait, what the fuck is that? we're doing this now? I don't. What is this?" We're like we're sitting there like fucking full sickos. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're tongues are hanging out of our mouths, wagging. <laughs> I don't know what Martin Sheet is doing, but I want to watch it for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. It's dude. It what rules is this? Why does he look like Pee Wee Herman? 
So it Edward is it getting yeah. So Edward's getting the absolute dog shit kicked out of him. Just <laughs> getting tossed around that place. Also there's a girl with like deep red eyes and she could just stop a person from doing anything, I guess. I don't she know. has vampire magic, dude. Yeah, you know there's... The yeah, magic? yeah, every vampire has their own special vampire power, so they're all like X-Men now. Who knows? It's insane uh, that they don't have any of the things that make vampires vampires, but they all have their own mutant gene powers. I don't understand. that Gary is in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe, Harry. Come on. <laughs> you can do it, buddy. Alright, so, like... She she can stop time or stop a guy from moving or whatever. Uh, Alice can see into the future. She has vision powers, uh, which I guess Bella has because she dreamed about this happening. So, what if she could smell crime? What if she could smell crime <laughs> before it happens? And Edward's superpower is making a ghost of himself, so he can race against it later on and get a good time trials record. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> you guys are in big fucking trouble. <laughs> well, <laughs> Chief Palemood just called. He said last you guys broke into his reservation, killed his wife, <laughs> took a shit in his reservoir, <laughs> and took all of his smokes. Her smokes. Your smokes. <laughs> Alright, what happens at the end of this fucking so like thing? This big scene where he's like, he's about to kill himself and she saves him, and then they have the huge showdown with the vampire council, and you're like, oh man, this is wrapping up. You're like, how are there 25 minutes left? What's oh, yeah. The, yeah. Movie, the movie's over. What are we doing, guys? Yeah, this is like one of those things where, uh, oh yeah, okay, so uh, the vampire council is just like, oh, if you're willing to sacrifice your life for this guy, well... Alright, I guess you can join our little club, but uh, you gotta be a vampire too. Come on, it's in the charter. So, uh, Alice is just like, I'll do it. It's not a big deal. And, uh, they're like, ah, just do it later. I don't fucking care. Go back to Forks. And, uh, they're like, okay, fine. Even though Edward says he doesn't really want to, because, uh, I don't know. Uh, and then Jacob reminds Edward that the years-old treaty with Quilute will be broken if any Cullen bites a human. So, I, I want to back up half a second uh-huh. to, uh, you know, Bella going into the vampire household and demanding a democratic vote on whether this should turn into a vampire or not. <laughs> because, not not just because, like, that's a funny moment, but also this is, like, the obvious thing to end the movie on, where, like, she gets voted down and just has to sulk for two more books, which everyone knew were coming at this point. Instead, it's like, oh, yeah... All of us, including our responsible parents, are willing to turn you into a vampire. Like, no questions asked. Let's just do it. And then it takes fucking Jacob to be the rules lawyer. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, how do all of these people that have been alive for 500 years not know the rules? Well, uh... I mean, I guess the whole family. I vote yay, I vote yay. Oh, Fuck! You can fucking do it! I can fucking eat her! Like, uh, I guess that's unanimous. And then Jacob just comes in. Uh, actually, we didn't mention this last movie, but he can't. <laughs> or a war will break out. And you're like, what? In the- it's a vampire it's werewolf war. So, which I, you know, you have to have the that's vampire an- werewolf This is the whole Underworld franchise next week's episode. 
We'll yeah, get there. That, that's and coming. Anyway, uh, Edward says that he's only going to bite her if she agrees to marry him. So, uh, cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh no! There must have been. Oh, say. will they win this in that crowd? Oh my yeah. god! I can't imagine. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Ending it on "Will you marry me?" Jesus, how yeah. did you make it out of that theater? You must have swum out of there. <laughs> Let's <Gross>. fly out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that we could fly. So uh, New Moon. Uh, you know, we talked about when we talked about the Batman. We talked about it was a very American movie. You know, New Moon holds its own place in Americana. This was. Uh, uh, we very... don't. We don't take credit for this as a country. This is probably yeah. filmed in Vancouver. We'll it give sure it is. Yeah, oh yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly. Right. And a little bit of Italy in there. Hey. Yeah. Let's call it shittily. It means we can say Bibbidi it. Bibbidi bobbidi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking the Okay, so yeah. Somebody bring me a pizza at three in the morning. Does it work like that? Fuck, no, <laughs> dude, do not try pizza in Italy. I heard they just like dump a can of mushrooms on us. Disgusting. Well, I would anyway. never go to Italy because I don't go to third world countries. I'm not a vampire. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have a vampire boyfriend. So. Yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, New Moon is uh, very, very silly. Uh, oh, Parker, we didn't talk about all the Razzies that it won. So gives a, Let's <laughs> talk about the Teen Choice Awards. Let's talk about what really matters. Oh, yeah, exactly. There we go. Bro, uh, we're getting so many surfboards after this movie. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, well, join us on next week's episode for uh, Breathing Fire. And Eclipse. God damn right you will. That's the tea, sis.